Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night at whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zone Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I serve as the senior pastor here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I want to welcome you to today's Bible study. And before we get into the Bible study itself, I always like to take an opportunity to make sure that everybody listening in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, the Garvin County community, that you have a church home. If you do not have a church home, this could be a divine and sovereign moment in time into which God is reaching out to you because God wants you to be a part of a church home. And if you do not have a church home, We'd love for you to visit us here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar, right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And we'd love to see you in the service. Bring a family member or a friend with you this Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. It's a one-hour service. Uh, so we would love for you to join us in this place. Visit our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And there you can get to know us. And once you get to know us, you can follow or friend us as you go down the website. Click the Instagram tab, the, the, the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us in what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our extended Cyber Church family, but ultimately, we want to see your face in this place this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. And also, Sunday school starts at 10 a.m. So we'd love to see you there as well, either through Zoom or in the sanctuary. For those first timers, you're listening to our Wednesday Zoom Bible study, and this is how it goes on Wednesday night, no opening prayer announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you. We glorify your holy name for you're always worthy to be praised. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. Hallowed be thy name is the disciples prayer. And fathers, we think about your holiness. We're mindful of our sinfulness. We ask you, Father, to forgive us of our sins. Wash us and cleanse us that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we might today, this morning, this afternoon, tonight, hear a word from the Lord. We want to thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, inhabit this study, inhabit your people. Amen. And praise the Lord. A few announcements before we get into the study. As always, Bethlehem and saints of God, we invite you to join us as we fast and pray every Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And this Friday, we want you to join us as we fast and pray for our church. Uh, fast and pray that God would cause revival in our church, that God would add disciples to our church, 
that God would move in mighty and awesome ways in this world through our church in Jesus' name. From 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., I want you to fast and pray. And also fast and pray your burdens. Jesus said, this kind comes about but by fasting and praying. You may be concerned about your healing or your mate's healing. You may be concerned about finances as a result of you having to go to the hospital or other unidentified uh, financial burdens that's presented itself. You need to fast and pray that God will take care of your every need in Jesus' name. So fast and pray this coming Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And also, Bethlehem and Saints of God, we're asking you to fast and pray for a word from the Lord TV that's going to air this Sunday at 5.30 a.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time on the NOW television network. If you don't have the cable network or the satellite, you'll have to tune in by using either Roku or Apple TV or Amazon TV. Uh, I'm going to send out a link uh, where you can download uh, the their app for uh, the Now Television Network, and you can uh, follow or tune in. And also, every program is released uh, on face on uh, YouTube, so. Uh, you can stay in contact with what God is doing there. But we want you to fast and pray um, that God use this in a mighty and an awesome way because this is another example of us being in places that we should not be and doing things that we should not do. But as I always say, here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. And if God is for us, God plus one equals the majority. Hello, somebody. God don't need a mega church to move or a lot of folks to move. And I've said that many, many times. And now he's moving in a great and awesome way. We're praying that God would uh, impact the world for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He chose 12 uh, to turn the world upside down. In Bethlehem, we got enough folk to turn the world upside down in Jesus' name. So fast and pray for this uh, broadcast and God using it in a mighty and awesome way and life of the body of Christ in Jesus' name. Tonight, Bethlehem and saints of God, we're in the last message in a series that I've entitled a woman's worth, a woman's worth. And this month we've been teaching a woman about her worth because uh, the world has a different value of a woman's worth. Uh, the world says a woman's worth has to do with just her beauty or other anatomies that could rhyme with that. But God says in his word, Proverbs uh, 31, that charm is deceitful and what beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. And this month, we, we've been praising women as well as teaching them God's what God's woman is worth and how to get your worth in God. You don't need a man to feel valuable. You don't need children to feel valuable. You don't have to have a specialized job. You don't have to be a doctor or lawyer to feel valuable as a woman. Uh, get your worth through God and the things of God in Jesus' name. 
and I could wax on uh, about how uh, there's so many awful examples of women, how to get there. Well, even educated women now are acting like they are not educated and exposing themselves online to get likes and to get views. And, and that's really, really disturbing. Uh, and it wouldn't be disturbing if I, if I didn't have a fatherly-like uh, mindset as opposed to a lustful mindset. And I do believe that a woman is worth tremendously and I want you to know your worth and, and to get your worth through the things of God. We saw Hannah got her worth through prayer. Uh, we saw Eve get her worth through procreation. It was God's will for her. We saw uh, the woman in Proverbs 31, she got her worth through godly praise. Her children rised up and called her blessed. She didn't have to worry about likes and views because she impacted her home in Jesus' name. And also we shared about how a woman should get her worth through her purse, not the fancy purses of Gucci and, and Louis Vuitton. And I don't really know purses too well, but, <laughs> but we're saying in giving, we saw how women gave to support Jesus and his ministry and traveled with him. That's an awesome thing that he did. We saw a woman, she get her worth through perseverance. We saw how, how Sister Sarah got her worth through perseverance and believing that God was able to do what he said he could do. And for some women, they need that to have their worth because they, they're doing things and trying to do things. And, and they're not getting the views. They're not getting the likes because they're not acting like the world and they feel devalued. No, you are valuable. You don't have to do those kind of things. Just persevere and what God called you to do and he will exalt you in due time. We saw a woman get her work through politics. Very unique woman in the Bible, Sister Deborah, prophet and the judge. Man, just incredible. Some like to try to say that uh, Christianity is, uh, is a religion that, that has chauvinism in it. You, you, I said, if a chauvinist wrote the Bible, this definitely wouldn't have made it in the Bible, let alone this next one about Sister Ruth and Ruth chapter one, verse 16 and her persistence, you know, if it was a chauvinist, if it was a racist, this would not have made it in the Bible. And in the Sunday school, we saw how even Moses married an Ethiopian, you know, his sister got out of line, but God put her in line. Hello, somebody. Uh, this book is uh, pro, this, uh, this Christianity is pro women. Don't allow anybody else to tell you anything otherwise. As a matter of fact, the greatest message um, that, that, that was supposed to be told on planet Earth, and it began to be told over 2,000 years ago, it first was told by women. We're going to see that today. And a woman should get her worth through her proclamation. We're going to be looking at Mark chapter 16, verses uh, 6 through 7. Mark chapter 16, verses 6 through 7. Let's read this in your hearing. It says, don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. 
see the place where they lay him. Verse 7, but go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. I read to you, Mark chapter 16, verses 6 through 7. May God only bless the doers of his marvelous and holy word in Jesus' name. Today, we're going to talk about a woman. She get her worth through proclamation. We're going to see what happened in the text. They were looking for Jesus. And after they couldn't find him, they had to listen about Jesus. And, and, and after they listened, they, they, they got an assignment to let the disciples know and Peter know about Jesus. They had to look, listen, and let others know about Jesus. And, 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 and this is an amazing thing that we all should be doing. For the gospel of Jesus Christ's thesis today, or what I'm trying to communicate in a sentence, Christian women, and of course, this cut both ways. Men should let the world know that Jesus has risen from the dead. Let me say that again. Christian women and men alike should let the world know that Jesus Christ raised from the dead. We're going to look at this brief video, then we'll get into the word. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go. Tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone, because they were afraid. Amen, and praise the Lord. Amen, and praise the Lord. We've been in the habit ever since Loyalty Month last year of breaking out the maps and, and trying to put the text in the context of the maps, the context of the maps. And we see <laughs> that we are in Jerusalem. This is Judea, Samaria, and Galilee. Judea, Samaria, and Galilee. And we're up the north 
west side up on a hill called Galgotha. And we're somewhere up around here. And the women show up to the grave and uh, the, the stone has been rolled away. And, and the interesting thing uh, of the message is that the angel told them to go tell the disciple and Peter and them that Jesus said to meet them up here in Galilee, probably where his hometown was. And many times I, I tell folk, remember, he couldn't do miracles down here in Nazareth, so he moved his home base to his hometown up uh, to here to Capernaum, or some folk call it Capernaum. I like to say Capernaum for some reason. Um, around the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus told them to take this, uh, what be a four days journey from Jerusalem coming over here, cutting past Jericho over here to uh, the, the Jordan River. And this is where we learned that, I believe that was a word from the Lord TV last week I was teaching, we learned that John the Baptist was baptizing up, up near here, uh, near Bethany over here on the Jordan. But they would cross the Jordan, go up this way and come on up and go around here. And they were to meet him probably up here in Capernaum or Capernaum in Galilee, in Galilee, just as Jesus told him to and that was would take uh, we say about a four days journey at a, a medium walk and you got to remember too this is mountainous areas here that we said and as i've studied the map i heard about uh, and have been taught about the hatred for the sumerians and that's why they went down and took this route down through here um, but I began to uh, do some eisegesis, or not eisegesis, but uh, what, what do you say, inspect and look. It really was the easiest way to, to get down to uh, Jerusalem. I remember I could go and take an 11-hour journey to back roads up to Colorado Springs where my mother stayed, or I could come around kind of similar to this and hit the interstate and uh, make it up to Colorado Springs that way. And I, it was actually a faster route to make it that way, but it was easier uh, to take this route, just like in this text. So this is the maps and where Jesus was and what was gonna happen in the text. First of all, I, I wanna say that I just read a study about the Sun-Times that women speak about 20,000 words a day, whereas men speak only about 7,000 words a day. And, and, and it always kind of blew my mind that it was the women who are the first ones to share the gospel. It was the women who were the first ones to proclaim the gospel because of how the Lord made women. You see, 
Um, because when things don't go logically for men, it, it can throw us all together and get us off track. And, and for the disciples, for Jesus to die, it threw them off. But for the women, they, they, they basically abandoned the mission, abandoned Christ. Um, even though Jesus, as I said, in the whole month of April, that Jesus was telling them exactly what was going to happen, told them exactly what was going to happen, but they didn't listen. So when Jesus died, logically, they just, they couldn't handle it. They lost it. But with women, um, even though things were not going well, logically, um, these women were still emotionally tied to Jesus. Let me say that again. Even though it didn't go right logically in their minds, and, and they said that's the difference between a woman and a man is that, that she can use two sides of her brain at one time and, and maybe why she's such a, a better communicator. Remember 20,000 words as opposed to 7,000 words? I always tell men, don't get in a fight with a woman. It's like going into a match of an M M M. Who's that, that boxer, kicker, MFA fighter? I'm like, you go in, you go into a, to a, a, a if you're going to try to uh, uh, get in an argument with a woman, it's like going into that ring and you're going to get beat down. Hello, somebody, because she can use both sides of her mind, her mind at the same time. That's why she does so many different things at one time. It's, women are brilliant. But even when they can't understand logically, they couldn't understand logically, they were emotionally attached to Jesus and it was their emotions that brought them to that grave that Sunday morning where we celebrate an Easter. And as the black preachers say, he got up right early and the whole crowd says early Sunday morning. And it's a great celebration on this Sunday morning. It wasn't a celebration. It was sadness. It was mourning. It was uh, discombobulation. When they got to the graveside, they, they were concerned about how now, how are we going to open up this big stone? How is this uh, grave going to be open? They were, they were, we were going to finish, oh, in modern day terms, embalming the body of Jesus Christ. The men were nowhere to be found. They weren't caring nothing about Jesus' body. For them, it was all over, but they went to Oh, the graveside, and what were they doing? They were looking for Jesus, point number one. They were looking for Jesus uh, on that Sunday morning. They, and I, as I've said throughout the series, they went for the wrong reasons, but uh, at least the wrong reasons got them into the right place where they could get the right message. Woo! Let me say it again. The wrong reasons they went. At least the wrong reasons got them to the right place where they can get the right message. Some folk sometimes come to church for the wrong reason, but God reaches them with the right message and, 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 and it puts uh, in terms of changing their whole life. And that's why I always tell Christians, don't ever not come to church. Hello, somebody. You may not be feeling right. Uh, but you still should come. You, 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 you may have some, some issues with some folk in the church, but you still should come because when you're in the right place at the right time for the word of God to go forth, you can receive in Jesus' name. They were looking for Jesus. Hello, somebody. 
for the wrong reasons. You heard me say this a thousand times. They should have been tailgating. They should have been waiting. They they should have been on the other side of that 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 that, that stone saying, Jesus, you said on the third day you're gonna get up. Come on out, Jesus. As a matter of fact. Uh, it was 12 of them. They they should have been there, or 11 at that time. They should have been there, oh, to roll the stone away. Say, Jesus, come on up out of here. Just like you said, they were at the grave for the wrong reason. But they got the right message. They were looking for Jesus. It says, you are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. You're, you're looking for a dead God. Woo! And as I said, and I preached throughout this series, want to encourage the body of Christ. Sometimes it does seem like God is dead in our lives. And I think it was Dr. Evans said, or somebody else that said, the, the, the teacher is always quiet during the test. And somebody's at a time where God is quiet. Somebody's at a time where you feel like God has has abandoned you because you're, you're you're not feeling Him. Uh, I was listening to a young lady on Instagram, and she said that 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 she felt that way. But then she said it must be awfully exhausting for God to always uh, be with people who wants miracles from Him, wanting wanting Him to do uh, provide for Him in all kind of ways that. And, and, and it's hard for folk just to exist without God moving in our lives. Hello, somebody. She said that must be awfully exhausted. Hello, somebody. That he got to do, always got to do something for us to feel, oh, for us to feel that he's real. No, the teacher is quiet during the test. Somebody's going through a painful time. And the teacher is quiet, and you're looking for, G and, 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 and it seems like God is dead. Hello, somebody. This is true Christianity here. Sometimes you go through things. Maybe it's a surgery. Maybe it's bankruptcy. Maybe it's divorce, which can be awfully devastating. A death is what they say it's like going through it. Are you going through a treatment that is that is killing you to save you? Woo, that's deep, isn't it? Because sometimes that's what doctors have to do. So they got to almost kill you to save you, and you think that your God is dead. You're looking for Jesus. You're looking for Jesus, Nazarene, who was crucified. You, you think your God is dead. Jesus is never dead. And Matthew gives this same kind of vantage point in Matthew 28 and 6. He's not here. He has risen. Just as he said, come see the place where he lays. I think that was a song that says you're looking for love in all the wrong places. That morning they were looking for love. They loved Jesus, but it was, it was the wrong place. Um, they shouldn't have been looking for him in the in the grave. They should have been looking for him to walk, to be walking and talking, because that's what he said. That's why it's always dangerous to miss Sunday school as a word. 
It's always dangerous to, to miss a Wednesday night Bible study. It's always dangerous to, to miss your personal Bible study because Jesus is trying to prepare you not only for the here and now, but for the future. And you've got to listen to what he said. They didn't listen to what he said before this, but God had another way to get a message. They wouldn't listen to Jesus, so he had to send an angel. Hello, somebody. Then they had to listen about Jesus. This is what the angel said. He has risen. He is not there. See the place where he lay. God had to send another messenger. They, could, they wouldn't listen to Jesus, the son of God. They got too familiar. They got too comfortable with Jesus to where they start, they stopped listening. They, 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 they didn't, they didn't reverence him uh, like they should that, that, that he's God. To, and they got a little too close. That's why I have a problem with you saying Jesus is my homeboy. You get a little too close to where you won't listen. You get too friendly where you won't listen. And that's the goal of many pastors. You, you got to be close, but not too close because you always want the word of God to be heard and listen. When, when, when the man of God speaks the word of God, we don't want you saying, oh, that's old Jesus. Though we know his mom and his dad, we used to change his pampers. We don't, we don't want you to be so familiar that you forget about all oh, his honest. Hello, somebody. That's what people are doing today. They, 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 they're just like John. John was so close to Jesus. He used to lean on him in his bosom. But while he was leaning on him in his bosom and was so close, he wasn't listening to what he said. Woo! That's why that's when you get, get that, that, that fluffy and feel-good religion from and think that, 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 you, that all you should is have the up words of encouragement. No, Jesus trying to prepare you for real life. And you're trying to lean on him too much. You're trying to be too close to him. You can't, you, if you get too close, hello, somebody. If you get too close, you, you won't reverence him. If you get too close, you won't understand that he is God. You, you won't understand his majesty. You won't understand his holiness. Oh, because that's why, oh, back in the day, mom and dad and them weren't concerned about being close to their kids. They, they would discipline them, and we reverence our moms and dads of this day. Oh, parents are too close to their kids, and their kids don't reverence them and, and don't obey what they say. Hello, John. He, he was just a little too close and didn't listen to what he said. And instead of having to listen to Jesus, God had to send another messenger. Hello, somebody. God's going to get his message through. Uh, and he'll get it through in ways that you can understand it. And he had to send an angel, and the angel had to tell him what Jesus had already said. Woo! He is risen. Jesus said he would be risen. He's not here. Jesus already told him that. See the place where he lay. So he had to give them the context of the text that Jesus had already told him. Hello, somebody. Now, now, you wouldn't listen to Jesus, but he's risen. He's not here. Now, come on in here and see where he laid. He, he, he told you, but you weren't listening to Jesus. Now, you got to listen about Jesus. Woo! Let me say that again. You weren't listening to Jesus, so now you got to hear about Jesus. 
Woo, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. May we always listen to Jesus so that we won't have to hear about Jesus. Woo-wee, let me say that again. May we always listen to Jesus so we won't have to hear about Jesus. Hello, somebody. Jesus was trying to prepare them. And the only way you're going to be prepared in this world, in this life, real life, is you've got to listen to Jesus. You can't, like I said, you can't be too close. Uh, because you might forget who he is. He can't be your homeboy. You see, I, I've said this many times. Jesus can't be my homeboy because I, I'll challenge my homeboy. I'll debate my homeboy. Whoa! Uh, but, 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 but do I need to be challenging and debating God himself? And, and that's why folk can't relate to Jesus in a holy and a madness, magnificent way. It's because they want to debate Jesus. Hello, somebody. They don't want to listen. They want to debate and they want to uh, see how things are going in their lives and figure that God is wrong as opposed to knowing that God is holy regardless of what comes in my life and that God is going to work this thing together for my good even though it don't feel good right now. Woo! That, 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 that's, that's folk who listen to Jesus as opposed to listen about you. That's the difference between a Bible study. Are you listening to Jesus or are you listening about Jesus? Woo! That's deep, that's deep, that's deep. Acts chapter 2, verse 24 says, But God raised him from the dead, releasing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for him to be held in his clutches. It was impossible for him to be held in death's clutches. Oh, the disciples sought. It was all over, even though Jesus said that it wasn't. He told them several occasions, several times. He told them that this is not the end. This is not that new edition theology where they ask, is this the end? <laughs> Mama told me one day it was going to happen, but they never told me when. Is this the end? No, it's not that new edition theology. This was not the end because death couldn't hold. It was impossible for death to hold it from his touch. If they would have known, they would have been listening to Jesus. They wouldn't have to hear about Jesus. Woo, Lord have mercy. I said so. That's why folk have to leave Paul's Valley and go to Dallas because they listening about Jesus in Dallas and they don't experience uh, who he really is right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. I don't need a mega church. I don't need a mega crowd. I listen to Jesus and Jesus tells me who he is right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. In Jesus' name. Woo, I didn't mean to get so happy. I need to calm down. I need to calm This is Bible study. I'm trying to teach. But, 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 but are you tired of listening about Jesus? And do you want to start listening to Jesus? Because when you listen to Jesus, you can speak to the Psalms and say, mountains, be moved in Jesus' name. When you're able to speak to the Psalms, oh, you don't have to be intimidated by anything that's going on in your body, in your mind, in your life, in your marriage, in anything, because you know, oh, you ain't listening.
listening about Jesus, you listening to Jesus. And he says in this world, you're gonna have many kinds of trials, many kinds of tribulation. Oh, he says in his word, blessed are the poor. He says, blessed are they who are persecuted for my name's sake. You go into persecution right now for his name's sake. This is the weightier things of God. And the only way you can endure under the weightier things of God, you've got to listen to Jesus and not have to listen about Jesus. Hello, somebody. Death, it was impossible for death to hold his clutches on Jesus. Woo! And the disciples should have known because Jesus told them that's some stuff that you should know by now. The old blues song singer said, if you don't know me by now, you will never, never, never. That's what God is saying. If you don't know me by now, all you've been doing is hearing about me. How about listen to me in Jesus' name? Woo! In Jesus' name. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time. Let me, let me go, uh, go on. A woman should get her worth to proclamation and, and this is where the God says letting yeah, because they had they didn't listen to Jesus they had to hear about Jesus and and instead of meeting him where they should have met him then Jesus had to uh, change the program just like uh, I tell you many times that my wife don't like the GPS don't like GPS telling her what to do. That's the way I like to say it. She might have a different vantage point. But I say I like to turn on my GPS even when I do know where I'm going. Because now it tells you about accident. It, it tells you about speed, uh, speed traps ahead. It, it, it tells you about and it reroutes you if it's, it's a major accident. You see, and, 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 and they had to be rerouted. Instead of meeting triumphantly at the grave on that great Sunday morning, Jesus had to reroute them because they were afraid in Jerusalem. They were afraid because they thought they were going to die. They killed Jesus. And they were afraid that they were going to die, probably. So Jesus said, let me reroute them. But tell his disciples and Peter, hello, somebody, Tell his disciples and Peter, the one that said he'd never leave me or forsake me, the one that said I was going to die for you, Jesus, the one that already cut for Jesus, literally cut for Jesus. Hello, someone, not just figuratively. Literally cut for Jesus. He abandoned Jesus. They were scattered. And, and they had to hear. And it says, but go tell his disciples and Peter. He's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he said. That's just as he told you. Hello. He told him about it. Told him about it. Just as he said. But again, now they're listening about Jesus as opposed to listening to Jesus. He had to send another message. These women. The first one to tell the gospel. Now, I thought, now, now it, it is brilliant to tell those women who speak 20,000 words in a day. 
as opposed to telling the men who only at first only spoke 7,000 words in a day. It was a brilliant plan that God had that this message would be proclaimed and would go forward in Jesus' name. Um, but it wasn't just going to be a women's movement, but it started out first. Hello, somebody. That's like I said, you can't say a chauvinist wrote the Bible. They, they would have never put this in the Bible. Even a Jewish man, you can't say that this is a, just a, a Jewish person from, they would have never put this in the book. The movement of the gospel of Jesus Christ started with women. And it was the women who had to go and tell the men, hello, somebody. And that's why God is leading me for this next series and this next month coming up. It's going to be the Man Up series because God was about to tell the men, the disciples and Peter, to man up for the gospel of Jesus Christ. God was about to fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit that they made man up that 12 uh, disciples in one sermon would manifest uh, the body of Christ with 11,000 uh, people in the body because they got filled with the Holy Spirit of God. What happens when men and women get filled with the Spirit of God? They go out and they proclaim, and I need the women with their 20,000 words today to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ right here in Paul's Valley, wherever you are during the days and weeks and at work to proclaim the gospel. Use those 20,000 words and tell a lost and dying world about Jesus. Matthew and Mark says the same thing, but after this, I, I, this is what Jesus told him, but after this, I have risen. I will go ahead of you into Galilee. He's telling him, repeating a message. He repeat. If you ever have a message being repeated, and I have repeated several messages, it's because Again, people ain't listening to Jesus. They're, they're hearing about Jesus. See, they have to listen to the second messenger supposed to listen to Jesus. They're listening. They're not listening to Jesus. They're listening about Jesus. Jesus said in Mark 14, I, but after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. He told them everything, and he's telling us everything in this day and time. But are we listening to him? If we're going to make it through times such as these at Bethlehem Baptist Church, we got to listen to Jesus and not just about Jesus. And Jesus, I'm out of time. Before I leave the study, I have to let you know. And perhaps you've, you've spent a majority of your time listening about Jesus. You never really listen to Jesus. Jesus Christ said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man cometh to the Father but by me. This is what Jesus said. And if you want to come to God the Father, if you want to be saved today, you got to believe John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And his only begotten son is Jesus, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're here today, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. 
If you've never heard that gospel message proclaimed that Jesus died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today you may be saved and today you can be saved. Stop listening about Jesus and listen to Jesus and pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today, Lord, wanting to give my life to you. I do believe that you're the only way to God as your word says. I've been listening to you. And I do believe that you died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day. I, I've been listening to you, not about you, but listening to you, Father. And I ask that Christ come into my life, come into my heart, my mind, my soul, take over my every existence that I might live for you this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise the Lord if you pray that prayer for the first time and you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, then I have to let you know that you've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I'm no longer inviting you to church. If you pray that prayer for the first time, I'm telling you to come home. This is your new home. Now you can, you can try to live your life outside of a church that's listening about Jesus. You need to listen to Jesus. And Jesus said to forsake not the assembly together of believers. That's what the word of God says. Stop lick, lick, listening about him and thinking, well, I don't need a church. You're listening about him. I don't need the people that you're listening about him. I don't need those folk at the church who are hypocrites. That's listening about him. Listen to him. He says that you must be a part of a church home. And again, if you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, I'm telling you to come on home. And at the end of the 11 o'clock service this coming Sunday at 311 North Dunbar, I want you to come down. I want you to let me know that you pray to accept Jesus Christ by, by listening or watching uh, the Wednesday Zoom Bible study. And we will accept you into the body of Christ right here at Bethlehem Baptist Church. If you're listening anywhere else, around the world and you must find a church home in some places you must start a church home and begin to assemble together so that you can grow up in the things of god i want to thank you bethlehem and thanks to god for listening tonight and as always i want to challenge you to stay connected stay connected to god's person stay connected to god's precepts and stay connected to god's people that's why i want to see this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. That's why I want you to pray with us this Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we're praising God that uh, Sister Gray, Nisha Gray, is back home after having surgery. I want you to continue to pray for her and family fast and pray this Friday for them uh, for complete healing in Jesus' name. And also pray that God will provide for the doctor bills for all of those members who've had surgeries and, and, and need to pay the cost of it. We, pray, we believe God is a provider. He can provide for everything. We'll fast and pray for that this coming Friday as well. From 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Again, Bethlehem. Stay connected, shall we pray. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. We pray, Father, that you put your hedge of protection around us, that you keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, 
Amen. And praise the Lord, Bethlehem, you are dismissed in Jesus' name.